Welcome to the Six Figure Product Biz Podcast. I'm Carrie, a product-based business coach. I started, scaled, and sold a successful multi-six-figure e-commerce business, and now I love teaching entrepreneurs like you how to start, grow, and scale your dream product business. I'm obsessed with all things marketing, e-commerce, and business, and I cannot wait to share all my secrets with you. I also love all things dogs and coffee. Each week, you'll learn step-by-step tangible strategies to help you scale to the next level in your business, skyrocket your sales and traffic, reach more customers, and gain greater visibility in your business. Because I know you don't want to waste your time or energy trying to figure it out all on your own, but you want the business growth roadmap so you can create a profitable product business that gives you the life you love. Whether you're thinking of starting a product biz or scaling yours, this podcast is the secret sauce to making all those dreams come true. So grab your coffee and your favorite notepad and let's get started. Episode nine of the Six Figure Product Business Podcast. I am extra excited today, extra energetic because we are talking with Jeannie North, the absolute branding, marketing, and graphic designer genius behind the popular dog and pet brand Ripley and Rue pet brand four years ago after the love of her two golden doodles, Ripley and Rue. Finds premium dog goods and human apparel that customers go crazy for, myself included. Jeannie has mastered the art of really standing out in a very saturated niche as her business has completely skyrocketed over the past four years. Account has more than 115,000 followers. Her brand has been featured on websites like BuzzFeed, Modern Dog Magazine, and many, many more. She does a fantastic job of combining the art of graphic design, amazing product images, products that her customers love. And this really translates into a brand with very loyal super fan customers, which you guys know I love. Are a new brand that is struggling to really stand out in a saturated market with loads of customers, or you're simply trying to grow your business and learn more on how to increase your sales for your Shopify e-commerce store, it is an absolute must-have for you. Welcome, Jeannie. We're so excited to have you here on the podcast. So we have Jeannie from the owner of Ripley & Rue, one of my favorite pet brands. So Jeannie, do you want to start off by just telling us a little bit about your business and what you sell? Yes, I'd love to. And thank you, Carrie, for having me on your show. You know, I am a huge fan of yours as well. Anything you do. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, Yeah, so I am Jeannie North. I started a brand called Ripley and Brew named after my two dogs uh, four years ago. And we are a designer of premium dog goods and human apparel. And just to preface too, so for those of you who don't know my background, I used to own a dog subscription box called the Dapper Dog Box. And I met Jeannie, this must have been what, 2000, this must have been 2016 or 2017. I can't remember what year. Yeah, pretty early on I had done a, um, so we included bandanas in the subscription boxes and I had done some kind of a, I think this is when I first met you. I did a Mm -hmm. search to find people to put bandanas in the boxes. And I believe that's when I believe someone um, recommended me to you. And so I think I reached out or something, but yeah, that was kind of the start of um, when we met and then 
we, you know, collaborated on products together for the boxes and we included a lot of her bandanas in our boxes when we did like the fun, those theme boxes, like the Georgia box and so many fun things. So, um, but yeah, so I've known, um, Jeannie for a couple of years now and, um, just, you know, just to also preface by saying to watch your business grow from when you first launched to where it is now is also amazing. And I'm also so proud of you. And I just think you're a genius in terms of, and we'll talk about this today, but a genius in terms of marketing and, you know, in particular, starting a brand or not starting a brand, but I guess growing a brand that really stands out. So, but yeah, that's just the backstory of how we knew each other. So it's crazy. It's been what, like five years now. So yeah. And time does fly. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think we did meet that way, but you know, I feel like we didn't always work together, but we always would talk back and forth. Um, mm-hmm. um, just because we always had marketing related questions. And for some reason we gravitated towards each other when we had those questions, yeah. which was really cool. We developed a bond early on. And mm-hmm. that's something, you know, I chat with other business owners in the pet industry, but I'd never really developed that connection with anyone else. So we had something special. Have some. <laughs> yes, definitely. No, I agree. I didn't have many. There was really you and then um the owner of Bobby and Bambi's bakery, who you guys were like my two business people that I talked to a lot. I talked to you a lot more, but Um, and she was one of the first products I ever purchased from. So it's kind of funny how those first people that you meet with your business, you know, it can really translate into like a good friendship outside of your business. And I don't know. And I think you need those kind of business, you know, I don't know if you call them like business besties or something, but you know, it's important to have those people that you can just kind of relate to. And if you have questions or you need to vent about like a customer or something that, annoyed you or like a store that copied you or something um there's always always things that you need to uh to have people that can understand you because when you do have a product business it's a different territory than other businesses and I think a lot of the problems that we or you know product business owners face they're not really relevant to you know service-based businesses so yeah I think it's it is funny but I love it. So yeah, so your business is amazing. Um, so again, Jeannie sells amazing pet industry products, you know, high-end leashes, bandanas, amazing apparel for the humans. So if you guys follow me on any of my social media, I wear a, um, I have to mention this, I wear a coffee and puppies sweatshirt and I, I wear it like probably three times a week. I'm not going to lie. And I'm <laughs> probably embarrassing <laughs> to admit. I wear it all the time. I've had it for like two years now and it's really worn out. So I need to order a new one, but she sells the most amazingly unique sweatshirts and t-shirts and just amazing stuff. So we'll link her um, website in the show notes, but if you do like, you know, dog mom or dog people things, you definitely will love her stuff. So I had to mention the coffee and puppies because I'm obsessed with that shirt. I love that. That's your favorite sweatshirt. And we don't have that exact design anymore, but we have an updated one. So you guys can go look at that. But um, yeah, no, I love that. You love that. Yeah. Well, I love, I'm all about obviously dogs. And even with my current business, I really still bring in a lot of like my dogs are in a lot of my photo shoots and it's still part of the brand. But coffee is also another thing that I really feature in my brand as well. Like I'm always drinking coffee. I love iced coffee. I'm obsessed with Starbucks. 
I talk about Starbucks all the time. So it kind of fits in as like the greatest shirt for me. basically. Yeah. But it's my favorite two things too. That's why, <laughs> I, why I made it. <laughs> yeah. No, I love it. And how do you like, this isn't really on topic, but just curious, how do you come up with the ideas for the, the shirts? Cause you have such unique, like even the one you're wearing right now. Um, yeah. Uh, so I have this running list of notes, you know, just on my Mac or my phone that are connected And I swear there's probably at least 800 notes like lined up that maybe I will never look at again, but they're there. Um, But I do have a t-shirt one and just when anything inspires me, or let's say I see something else that's a phrase or a catchphrase or a meme or something like that. I'm like, oh, how can I integrate dogs into that? So I kind of developed my, developed my own uh, saying of that, or just things just come to me when yeah. I'm laying in bed or anytime. So that's really funny. I, I always wonder, cause you do come up with a lot of very creative things and I don't know, it's just kind of genius. So I love it. <laughs> so one thing I really want to talk about, and I think something for your business is, you know, you've launched this business. It's you launched it in what, 2016, I think. I think it was. Yep. Just for- okay. So it's now four years old. Yep. <laughs> it's 2020. Okay. Yeah. I sometimes I'm like, what day is it? I don't know. Um, so you've had it for a couple of years and you've really, you know, made a huge mark in the industry. So one thing I really want to talk about, cause I think you've done such a great job is you've created a huge, you've created visibility in a really saturated niche. Cause I do feel like every day, um, and we talked about this earlier, really every day, it feels like there's a new pet business launching, whether it's bandanas or dog toys or, you know, dog t-shirts, dog mom, even dog subscription boxes. For me, again, that was my business. And every day I feel like I see a new one. So I think it's really hard for people to actually launch a business and stand out. I would love to kind of talk about a few things that you feel like you did to create visibility for your business and just kind of how those helped you grow and how those really helped you stand out. You yeah. Want to talk about any of those things. Yeah, absolutely. So when I started 2016, the market was not as saturated. There were a lot of businesses, but um, compared to today, it was not as saturated. Um, so, you know, I started on Instagram. I was very new to Instagram when I started. I was a Facebook user um, okay. and I had recently started an Instagram for my dogs, which later would become my brand page. Well, I noticed that, um, you know, as I was just messing around making some bandanas on the side in my basement, I would post them on Instagram and they would actually get a lot of um, comments or feedbacks. Oh, where did you get this? Um, You know, mostly family and friends. And then eventually when we got more followers, more people, you know, from around the country were asking. So um, it kind of grew from there. Um, I guess... What what helped specifically in the beginning, and I think they kind of say this, is um, there's riches and niches. And I think what really brought my community to me was the doodle community because I have doodles. So I think that was a majority of my followers were doodles. Um, but besides that, I think standing out is um, something that you kind of have to reflect your brand on your personal taste or your personal style. And that's something that I'm a very firm believer in. I came from a design background, design and marketing background. So I saw the opportunity to combine my design skills with my bandanas. 
And that's initially what I did. Um, and I paired those with funny sayings. Um, my very first bandana that we put out, and I know you said we could cuss on here, so that's okay, but it was throw the fucking ball. Um, and that was modeled after Ripley. And actually, after I posted that, we got picked up by BuzzFeed, The Chive, um, okay. one other chive. And that was when I was fairly new within the first couple of months of launching my business. Um, and, uh, I think we only had maybe 2000 followers and that definitely helped give us a push. So from there, um, you know, I, I would create these fun sayings and then try to create the graphic elements with it. And now what's funny is I don't actually do that type of stuff on my bandanas anymore because as a business, you kind of grow and actually that type of style with bandanas became super saturated. So I was always looking to move to the next portion of my business where I could still stand out from the rest of the businesses. So um, if you take a look at our style today, it's much different than what we started. Um, But I think that's all about, you know, growing as a business and adapting um, into your personal personal growth. I actually had a post on Instagram yesterday (laughs) and I was talking about my designs for 2021 and I compared it to, um, Taylor Swift's folklore album. Are you familiar? Oh no, but I did, I saw your picture that you put, put, I saw, oh, I can't speak. I saw the picture that you posted and I thought it was really cute with like the little prints in the front and everything. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I guess in pop culture, if you know, Folklore was completely a different album than Taylor Swift has ever done before. This was her like artiste, like I'm diving deep. This is like nothing anyone's ever seen before from Taylor Swift. So okay, my 2020 is going to be my new evolution of design. So I'm excited for that to grow again. But uh, I, think, I think always changing um, to, you know, not only serve your audience, but to serve growth and follow the industry to see how you can stand out with your brand is very important. Mm -hmm. I think one thing that you did that, um, I think was really great that I see other businesses not doing is basically, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I won't name names, but there's a few businesses who they make very high end bandanas in particular, but they don't change them. It's like the same the same yeah. few prints and they don't really evolve them. They don't pivot. They don't it really include maybe like a couple seasonal items. But I also feel like that's such a missed opportunity and like part of reselling. And that's like a whole different episode on, um, you know, increasing your customer lifetime value and like selling them more and getting repeat customers is having new products to them. And I always feel like your products were super trendy, even your, um, like the dog toys that you did last year with the, Mm -hmm. like the clueless. And, um, I think Barbie just, I don't know. I just feel like they're absolute genius in terms of taking trendy things and then pivoting your products and, you know, making them attractive to your customer. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And back to any of those type of brands that don't change what they're doing. You know, I'm conflicted with that too, because I know brand consistency is important, but at the same time, yeah, it is a bit boring that they do that. And I'm surprised that they retain their customers because of that, but maybe they just loyal customers um, is what I can think of. Well, I always wonder, like, maybe they don't, I don't know. I, I, 
again, I don't know. I'm just thinking of businesses that I worked with, with Dapper Dog Box, because we did work with a lot of bandana companies. And then we ended up kind of streamlining that and only working with a few companies. But um, I I did see like a few people that we worked with just didn't really change anything. And I don't know. I just think, I don't know how you keep getting more business if you're not introducing fresh things. And I also think when you have stale products, how do you how do you kind of spice up your social media? Like, how do you make it fun? How do you right. make your website fun? It's like the same old boring thing. So. Yeah. And especially when you're taking the same product photos over and over. Yeah. How yeah. are you to get the engagement that you did initially when that was first posted? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I agree. I agree. Changing things up is extremely important and keeping things fresh. Even if you have a template of, um, you know, six different type of posts that you do, um, you should still be changing those just to be a little bit more fresh and more interesting too. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree. And then in terms of just like branding again, um, kind of diverging a little bit, but I think you did create such an amazing brand and, you know, I just from your Instagram and just from knowing you in the past, you know, you have a very loyal, I would say a very loyal audience of buyers, you, you know, you have, you've grown this really connected audience, especially on Instagram, where when you launch a new product, like people are ready to buy, you've already worn them, you've already nurtured them. They are part of your little, I would call it like a super fan community on Instagram, which is amazing. Um, how do you feel like, what do you think contributed to building that really kind of, I don't know if you'd consider like, do you consider yourself a high-end brand? Because I definitely would, but I don't know if that's how you label your own business. Um, I would, and we we always yeah. have been. I feel like this year our prices dropped, but we were kind of catering to COVID. And, you know, a lot of people didn't have as much money as they used to. People were losing their jobs. So I switched it a little bit back coming into 2021. I'll be raising them again because, yes, I would like to stick with the high-end Um just because, you know, quality products are expensive. And I think having um, a brand that people are excited to buy from and also have high quality goods is um, preferable just to, you know, what sets you apart from an Amazon brand. So um, yeah, I think that's extremely important. Yeah. Um, I forgot your second question. (laughs) I don't remember either. I don't know. That's okay. (laughs) I feel like at all times I have about 20 different things like drilling in my head, but I feel like for your business too, what do you have? So one question I get as a product business coach now is how do I get customers? How do I get visibility? How do I increase website traffic? Do you want to talk a little bit about some of the ways that you were able to drive traffic to your site or drive traffic to your Instagram um, and just really create those levels of visibility for your business? Yes. Um, As I said, initially, Instagram was the sole and it is still the highest uh, referral to our website, um, Instagram posts. And not only just us, that is our influencers as well. That um, I mean, we have a couple hundred influencers now, affiliates. Uh, that have their own links and are pushing people to our website. So all through Instagram, it's definitely still our top referral. Uh, Aside from that, I would say Pinterest is our second. um, And also um, Facebook ads and Instagram ads would probably be our third. Um, But besides that, you know, when I first started, I wasn't really using ads and I was didn't see the value in quite spending money on that yet. 
that. Um, now I do, of course, but um, I think it's definitely uh, something you're missing out on if you are not using those in your business. And I think it's great if you can grow organically, but I think there's only a, a certain point you can reach that you can keep growing organically. And it is it is in your best interest to monetize to use ads. So if you're not using them now, definitely get it. You don't have to use um, you know, an agency for your ads. You can go on Google and learn on YouTube and test. Um, to figure out which you know type of ads and audiences work for you, um, but besides that, I would say um, yeah, Pinterest. I think giveaways are great for growing your audience as well. Uh, that's something actually, and I know you used to do this all the time with the Dapper Dog Box, and it's something that I underutilize, and I can see a lot of brands around me using them. Um, so I'm always. I'm like, oh yeah, I can do a giveaway. But uh, I think it's great for growing your audience as well. But I also think you can do too many of them <laughs> is what I've noticed. Yeah. I feel like people, if you do them too often, they become a little lackluster. Um, yeah, I think like, I think giveaways are good. I think you have to switch up the person that you're partnering with. And if it's like the same old type of brand, I think they'll get less interesting. But if you switch it up to, you know, different types of businesses that fit in with the same ideal audience, so my, maybe it's like a, a dog toy company. And then the other time it could be, you know, something in the health and wellness niche or something. So yeah, giveaways are good. Yeah. I love, I love yeah. giveaways. <laughs> are great. Um, working with in- influencers. I mean, most people know that this is a great way to bring people in aside from your affiliates, sending free product to influencers is a great way to um, get shout outs. And maybe even if people don't buy that day from you, they will start following you and become, you know, vested in what you're selling because they trust that influencer that brought them to you. Mm -hmm. So that's a great way. Um, I guess one of the biggest thing, I mean, SEO is, is huge. And if you can start now building your, your keywords on your website, that is fantastic. I have been, spending four years trying to rank (laughs) number one for dog bandanas. And I was all this year, I was like number eight. And this week, I don't know if everyone and their mom just did SEO, but I dropped like significantly. Mm -hmm. So that's something I need to work back on. But um, yeah, if you can get early in on, and there's some newer companies that I've seen that have grown through SEO very quickly. Um, so it's never too late, but, uh, even if that scares you, definitely, definitely yeah. get on. on. <laughs> no, I love, I mean, SEO, I think you might know that's one of my absolute favorite things because I, you know, I definitely believe in ads, um, for my business. I didn't really, I like, I, I say I didn't run any ads. I did run ads one holiday season. I think we spent like a thousand dollars. So, I feel like a thousand dollars over the course of two and a half years is pretty much not doing ads because that's what most companies will spend in like a week or a month for their business. Right. Uh, my whole thing was growing organically, but I agree with you a hundred percent. Get the systems in place, get your foundation in place, which is what I really teach now with my students and, and businesses I work with is, you know, you can, you can funnel ads all day, but if your website up and you know, your, your conversion rate is under 1%, then you're wasting money because your website isn't converting. So you have to build up those foundations first. And that is, you know, the social media channels, the SEO, you know, adding the right keywords, 
having a great website, having good photos. So I think when you have those in place and then you mix that with ads and you're, you know, that's a gold mine. Um, Mm -hmm. But I, yeah, I think SEO is something that is very scary. (laughs) I'm glad that you said the word scary because people get very overwhelmed because it's, it's also too, SEO doesn't give you results tomorrow. You know, I think people want, people are like, okay, cool. Um, I signed up for Pinterest, but you know, tomorrow it's not working. I'm not getting any traffic. Well, Pinterest is another one that is a visual search engine. So it takes a while to be effective. And I think people want those quick results with everything. And when they don't get them, they're like, oh, it's a waste of time. I'm going to move on to Instagram because, you know, Instagram, I can get quick results tomorrow. So it's, um, you know, it's a balance between those platforms or those channels that will give you those quick results, like email marketing, Instagram, influencer marketing, and then mixing those with the long-term strategies like SEO, Pinterest, and um, I don't know, I think a few other things, but yeah, I think yeah, there's I, really... oh, keep going. Sorry. I was gonna say, I know I love how you put that laying that foundation because yeah, it is a slow, a slow build for sure. And it's something that you have to put time and dedication in. And it's hard to do that when you have so many things in front of you that you know, that can affect your, your sales for that day. I can send an email, I can do this, whatever. But I mean, making sure you make time in your day to work for those foundational things, you know, because 10 months from now, you're going to wake up and be like, Oh my goodness, I'm getting referrals um, because of this thing I did X amount of months ago. And that's a great feeling. Mm-hmm. You know, you invested that time in it. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. And which I know that you said Instagram is your best channel for, I believe, uh, whether it's like traffic or sales, would you say, what would you say is the second best one? I think you may have said influencer marketing, but what would you say is like number two, number three? And you know, um, those are, I should rephrase this. Those are, um, referrals coming in from outside sources. My top sales, if I, let's say I had a, something to sell that day, my top sales are going to come from my email list and my text message list. But those are things that I've built over four years um, coming from Instagram, Pinterest, how people find me to come to my website, to sign up for my email, to sign up for my text message. Um, So if you can keep building those two lists, then your sales become very easy once you have a product or a campaign to launch because you can send them directly to them. Um, And I would say that my text message list is my number one. It is my highest conversion for sales. And then email has become number two. And I think because people, I mean, they get it directly to their phone. Mm -hmm. So they have to look at it and they're able to click on it directly to whatever I'm selling them. So um, I love text message and I almost didn't want to do email anymore (laughs) because I love how easy it is. You know, with the email campaign, you have to design everything. You have to link everything together. You have to write all the copy and a text message is like a tweet with a link. (laughs) So it's so easy to uh, get those ready. And it's my favorite thing to do. And on we, you can include a message on your text message. It it costs more money, but um, I love sending text messages. Um, And I think, and I remembered your other question now going back to the insiders, like how we have built such uh, kind of loyal fans in 
most all of our insiders are on our text message list. So that is very helpful in getting information to them. That's amazing. I love it. Um, can you remind me what the app is, the text app? Yeah, it is called, I want to say it's called Postmate, but let me um, confirm really quick. It is great. It's um, basically a pricing model on how many text messages you send out a month. And I think we are on a tier that we pay a lot of money, a little under $1,000 a month for it now. <laughs> but it just really depends on how many, oh, it's called Postscript, Postscript, SMS marketing. I'll have to add that to the show notes. Yes, but it is definitely worth its cost um, for the conversions that you that's amazing. Yeah. I love that. That's probably not something that people would even think that. And I, you know, like I, I get text messages now from people and I'm either, if it's a company that I like, I'm like, okay, cool. But if it's not, I get annoyed, but yeah. And I'm like, how did you even get my phone number? <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But I do think in terms of convenience for people as a business that doesn't have a lot of time, like you don't have time to be doing a million things per day. So if you can send out a quick campaign, for, you know, Black Friday, or, you know, even like we're doing a BOGO sale today or whatever your um, offer is. And to get that to, you know, I'm going to assume your email list is is pretty hefty, but let's just say, you know, your email list is like 5,000 people or 10,000 people, you know, getting a message out to that many people is obviously going to be very effective because people are always looking at their phone. They're not always looking at Instagram or Facebook or whatever. So, and I do want to talk about um, email marketing in a sec, because that's like my other secret sauce. I love talking about it. Um, I think it's one of the most underappreciated, most misunderstood platforms, but yeah, I think your the, the texting strategy is very interesting. So I'll have to start using that for some of my clients. I haven't tried that one yet. Yeah, it's fun. Let me know what you think. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, so yeah, I definitely want to talk about email marketing because I, you mentioned something and I tried to write it down and then I have like a scribble pad of notes now and I don't know what I said, but anyway, um, I know that you mentioned email marketing was really one of your top ROI in terms of return on investment for, um, channels. That's something that I, I think my last week's episode was email marketing, something that I'm very, like, I'm a firm believer when I work with any new clients, that's one of the first things that we work on is, Number one, um, how to grow, how to start your list building, how to grow your email list, and two, how to implement email marketing strategies. So, you know, the customer or lead workflows. So people are getting nurtured and then they're being primed to buy from you. I think, again, most product businesses, they don't add any of that stuff. They kind of say, oh, email marketing, isn't that just when I send like my newsletter once a month? No, 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 it's not. Um, <laughs> um, email marketing is, is amazing. So, um, I love how you were saying that that's really one of your top, um, channels for sales and for money. What do you do? Like, what is your email marketing strategy? And you don't have to go into to too much detail, but like, what do you do? How many emails do you send out? Is it more promotional? Do you do, um, like nurturing campaigns? And I do actually receive your emails. So I pretty much know what emails you send, but yeah, yeah. no, um, we definitely have our regular sales emails and then we have our um, automation emails. So of course, if you don't have the setup on your website, but most, um, if you're using Shopify, usually you're going to have this to be able to set up to integrate through your email client. And that would be your abandoned cart. 
So I would go immediately to your website right now and make sure that you have that on because that can always, that can retain a lot of um, customers and sales for you. Um, and what is great, back to this text message. Uh, so my text message also has abandoned cart email, or I'm sorry, abandoned cart text message as well. Oh. I make sure both of those are set up um, on my website. And that's something that I don't have to deal with at all. Once it's set up, you um, you just let it automate on its own. It in- inputs the the product that your customer um, was looking at or added to their cart. And um, it makes it very easy for them to buy. So automation emails are great. Um, also, we, of course, our sales emails or our uh, specific launch emails or campaign emails. So that's probably the primary ones that I send. Um, and that is, you know, if we're releasing a new collection this Friday, um, you know, we'll make sure we send an email out the hour that we said it would launch. Um, and then I usually send up, try to send out a follow-up email um, to the people that did not open the first email. And you can, you're able to filter that um, through your email client as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but besides that, I'm trying to work on more non-sales email. That is kind of my goal for 2021. More, uh, you know, uh, giving your customers more information, whether it be uh, blog, like blog posts or how we can, how are we, what are we doing our, for the community? What are we donating to education things? Um, you know, how to properly fit your harness to your dog or, you know, just more things that people can, um, just retain information that will eventually lead to a sale, I guess. So kind of nurturing them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's my goal, but uh, but besides that, we usually send out mostly sales emails, and that's just going to have the products listed, and they can click directly to buy the product. And that's probably our most um, profitable email type of email. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. They are they are really really good, very effective, um, and that's amazing that you you know you're trying to build in some new uh, what's the word? I don't know, layers or something of different emails. Cause I do think email marketing too. And again, like I talk a lot about this on pretty much any platform that I have blogging, um, Instagram, now the podcast, um, I talk a lot about how it's important for a business to have more than one stream. So, you know, you can't focus all your time on Instagram. You have to do other things. And I know for me personally, with my old business, email marketing was had a very high return on investment. And again, your email list is something that you own. Um, social media is not yours. Um, you know, Facebook can turn your account off. They can turn your ads off. Um, I've seen people lose their Instagram account. So email marketing is important because you own that list and you build, it's kind of like a one-in-one relationship that you can actually build with leads. Um, because, you're sending it just to them. It's not something on social media. It's just to them. And, you know, they can choose to open it or not, but it allows them to learn about your company, your products, you know, build that know, like, and trust, and then they'll buy from you. So sometimes email marketing doesn't work tomorrow. If you get an email from, you know, something like a pop-up, but um, you, you have the ability to really um, nurture someone and then that leads to a sale. So I think that's, um, I don't know. That's why I love email marketing. And I like to say, um, it's kind of a, it's not really passive income, but if you set up your automations and all that, it really can trigger sales while you're sleeping, which is one of my favorite things. Yes, definitely. And um, 
what do you call those emails that are kind of on a, is it not a trigger email, but it's kind of set up in increments. Like you get this email this month, lead generation. Is that a lead? No. What am I thinking of? Yeah. You basically get a new email every month and it's basically nurturing that lead. I feel like you said the word. Um, I think like a, a lead workflow or lead sequence. I feel like people call them, I think depending on what email marketing platform you use, it's either an automation or a workflow, but yeah, I love those. And I do those for a couple of clients I work with now. I set up these, um, I would say fairly extensive um, lead nurturing. And so they sign up through either a pop-up or a freebie. Um, one of my clients has a freebie, how to grow your dog's Instagram accounts. Um, oh, nice. Very effective. Yes. That a, really well, actually. Yeah, they get a little ebook and and then they're put into a nurturing campaign. We also have a, a quiz. What kind of dog mom are you? Or what kind of celebrity dog mom are you? Um, just funny things. Of course, you have to create that for your own um, client. I'm sorry, your own um, uh, niche, whoever you're targeting. But yeah, and then they all get funneled into a, a lead workflow. And so it's just different emails, you know, introducing the company, introducing, um, you know, some of the popular toys, kind of giving a backstory on the company, like why we started, what makes our company different. Um, and they're very effective in terms of generating revenue. So, and again, okay. it's not always like on the first one, but maybe it's on email three that they're like, oh yeah, this company is cool. I'm going to buy. So yeah. Right. I, love no, I, love, I love that. And that's something that I need to work on. <laughs> so that's something we need to build for sure. Yeah. But it's good because you set it up once and then it's, it's done. And then every single time someone joins your email list, they get those emails. And that's why, again, it's not really passive income, but I like to think of it as kind of a form of income for your business because you don't have to do anything. It's already set up for you and then you just make money. So right. yeah, I love emails though. So I'm glad that I'm glad that that's been effective for you too. That's It's always good to hear. I talk a lot about email marketing, but it's always good when people can come on here and actually say, oh yeah, email marketing is like my number one or two place to get sales. So I love it. Yes. Yeah, I think most podcasts that I listen to or business owners can probably say the same thing. Mm -hmm. And they are relying on something else. That's something that they also need to tap in so they can essentially double their sales. Yeah, no, I love it. Okay, awesome. Do you have any other, like, if you could give, if you could give a product-based business, like one tip today, what would you, what would your biggest tip be to start on their business today to get visibility? To get visibility, um, I would say that uh, definitely this is you know something you hear all the time, but showing up in your business. So um, you know whether whatever your favorite social media is, make sure you're there every day. Um, you're excited about your product, you're sharing about it, whether that be a post, whether it be your face and a story. Um, people like familiarity and also to see that you are dedicated to your business. So I think, um, yeah, just, just showing up every day and being happy about what you're selling and that gets other people excited about it too. So. Mm -hmm. I love that. I agree. I think consistency is, is key. So you can't, um, you know, I think people launch a business and then they don't get crazy success on day one. And then they're like, well, what am I doing wrong? What do I have to do? I'm not getting sales. No one's liking my Instagram posts. I only have five followers, <laughs> but it takes time, you know, but time comes with being consistent. And I agree with you, like showing up, showing your face. Um, 
you know, letting your followers, leads, customers know that, you know, this is a real business and it's not like a, a pop-up business that's going to go away in a month. So, cause I think, you know, people do get, feel very connected to a brand. And I think for, for you to build those super fans, you know, you have to have that relationship with them and you're not going to build that. Um, if you don't, if you're not consistent and you're not showing up all the time. So, and that's a good point. Yep. I love that too. Thank you so much. Can you tell everyone where they can find you, where they can um, shop for your amazing product? Absolutely. Um, You can find us at, at Ripley and Rue on Instagram and Ripley and Rue. That's R-U-E.com. And, you know, we're on the other socials too. You could probably find us, but that's our primary. Um, But yeah, definitely follow us, tag us in uh, your photos. We love to see all the pictures of dogs, you know just dogs in general. So <laughs> and what are, what are your, like, what are your favorite products to sell to people or what are your most popular products right now? Your most popular product right now are new harnesses, I would say. Um, so those are like a padded harness that have cute designs on them. Um, they're super cute and also um, very comfy for your dog. Um, it's kind of a plush harness, I guess, if you will. So, uh, yeah, no, we have leashes, collars, harnesses, all matching accessories, and we have some really fun human, um, matching with dog accessories coming out for 2021. So we're really excited about those too. That's exciting. I like that. Very cute. Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Jeannie. Um, I, I, this was super fun. Um, and I cannot wait to have you back um, sometime soon. Talk about yeah, thank you so much. Gary. So as I wrap up this episode, I just want to encourage you. If you love this episode, if you learned something from it, go ahead and leave a review on Apple podcast. I really do read every single one and I do a true happy dance every time I see a new review that's been left. So please go ahead, leave me a review. I love it. And by doing that, you are entering to win a 60 minute marketing strategy session with me. So each month I'm going to be choosing one lucky winner that will win a 60 minute marketing strategy session with me just by leaving a review. So all you have to do is go to Apple podcast, write a review before you click submit, take a screenshot of that, and then share that with me on your Instagram stories and tag six figure product business podcast on Instagram. And the, the handle is in the show notes if you forget. So all you have to do again is leave a review on Apple podcast. And before you click submit, take a screenshot of the review and then share it on Instagram stories and tag me at the six figure product business podcast. And by doing that, you automatically enter yourself into winning a strategy session with me. All right. Thanks guys. I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you love this episode, please go ahead and leave a review on Apple podcast and then take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram stories. Tag me in it at Carrie A. Fitzgerald. My name is in the show notes. Thank you so much. And I'll see you guys next week.